This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about Easter dangers for your four-legged family members. We'll be right back after these messages. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Again, I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm an emergency critical care veterinary specialist and toxicologist. That's why today's episode is especially important because it's something I'm really passionate about, educating you guys so you can avoid a costly ER visit during Easter weekend. Now, if you're celebrating Easter, there are a couple key things that you need to keep in mind of. Some don't seem directly poisonous, but can still be really dangerous to your pets. So just like every single holiday in the United States, we always have chocolate related to our Easter holidays. And so Easter time, I know that ASPC Animal Poison Control Center gets bombarded with chocolate poisoning calls. Thankfully, most dog owners know about the dangers of chocolate. And in my 20 plus years of practicing as a veterinarian, I've actually never seen a chocolate poisoning in a cat. Cats are such fastidious, picky eaters. Honestly, they're not going to gorge the way a Labrador retriever would. So they might eat one or two pieces, but I rarely see chocolate poisoning in cats. So what about dogs? Well, a couple key things you need to keep in mind when it comes to chocolate poisoning. First of all, it would be a great opportunity for you to download ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center's totally free app. You can find it at the App Store. It's basically a orange and white paw print. And the reason why I want you to download it in time for Easter time is because there's a chocolate calculator in there. You type in your dog's weight, you type in what type of chocolate they ate, and it'll calculate whether or not it's poisonous or not. Now, if your dog eats one tiny little chocolate egg, it's not going to be a big deal at all. But with chocolate, it's the dose that makes the poison. And most of the time, dogs are finding those Easter baskets that are filled with chocolate, or they're finding them outside. And it always breaks all the hearts of all the children when their dog gets into their Easter basket. So please make sure to keep chocolate out of reach. Again, one or two tiny Hershey's Kisses, not a big deal, but you always want to calculate it out. I always say it's worth pre-programming your cell phone with your veterinarian 
your ER vet, and ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center's phone number because there are times when you can just call ASPCA, they'll give you instructions on how to induce vomiting at home in your dog, and if your dog vomits up a lot of the chocolate and the wrappers, honestly, you probably don't even need to go to the vet. So when in doubt, pre-program your cell phone, 888-426-4435. So again, that's 888-426-4435. Now, what's the big deal about chocolate? You and I probably eat it all the time, but we don't eat pounds worth. When it comes to chocolate, there's actually two chemicals in there, chemicals that are broadly called methylxanthines. This is theobromine and caffeine. And if you've ever drank too much coffee, you know the side effects of caffeine. It makes you hyperactive. It makes you have anxiety. It potentially can make you jittery. It can make you have a racing heart rate. Well, think of the same exact clinical signs when it comes to dogs getting into chocolate because of theobromine and caffeine. Now, there is very little caffeine in chocolate. It's mostly the chemical theobromine that I worry about. But there's a toxic dose, and it's 20 milligrams per kilogram. And so keep in mind that a kilogram is about half of what a pound is. So if your dog is approximately 70 pounds, he's approximately 30 kgs. Now at 20 mg per kg of theobromine, I start to see signs of hyperactivity. Your dog may be really anxious or panting a lot. They may have dilated pupils. At 40 mg per kg, that's when I'll start to see cardiac signs of poisoning. So a really elevated heart rate. The gums are dark red. Your dog may be panting more. Your dog may be having arrhythmias. At life-threatening ingestions greater than 60, 60 mg per kg, we can start to see neurologic signs like tremors or seizures. Honestly, in my 20 plus years of practicing, I rarely ever see clinical signs of poisoning that badly from chocolate. And that's because, thankfully, all of you guys know that chocolate's poisonous. But I'm going to say, you guys overhype the danger. One or two chocolate chip cookies, one or two Hershey Kisses, not a big deal. One or two M&Ms, not a big deal. Obviously, don't purposely feed it to your dog. But remember, with any type of poisoning, it's the dose that makes the poison. So again, please keep that out of reach. Now, I don't know if you have other things in your Easter basket, but if you have chocolate-covered raisins, chocolate-covered macadamia nuts, those also are poisonous. So let's start with raisins first. Anything in the vitis species, which is grapes, raisins, and the rare species or type of currants, can actually cause acute kidney injury in dogs. It's not very common, but unfortunately with grapes and raisins, there's no known toxic dose. It's what we call idiosyncratic. That's a fancy way of saying we don't even know if there's a toxic dose. Some random dogs will get poisoning from it. Some dogs never develop issues from it. But regardless, you have to keep vitis species or grapes and raisins out of the Easter basket also. Chocolate-covered macadamia nuts, one of my favorite gifts. If you go to Hawaii, you're bringing back some gifts. FYI, I love chocolate macadamia nuts from Hawaii. They're so yummy and they taste great. Dogs can sniff that out. And the reason why that's poisonous is it's a double whammy. Not only is the chocolate poisonous, but macadamia nuts are poisonous too. And it's one macadamia nut per kilogram weight that's poisonous to your dog. You have a huge 100-pound Labrador. It eats one macadamia nut. Who cares? But if it's more and it's approaching that toxic dose of one nut 
per kilogram, then we can actually see these weird neurologic signs for macadamia nuts. Keep in mind, macadamia nuts are the only nut that's poisonous. Almonds, peanuts, things like that, not a big deal. But you definitely want to keep macadamia nuts out of reach. They actually affect the neuromuscular junction or some part of the neuromuscular system where if a dog gets into it, they can actually look paralyzed. It's what we call tetraparesis. Fancy way of saying they can't walk. Thankfully, after one to two days, the clinical signs usually go away, but it can be quite scary. The other concern is macadamia nuts are 80% fat which is why they taste so good. But with all that fat, it can actually cause inflammation of the pancreas or pancreatitis. In a previous episode of ER Vet, we've talked about pancreatitis and some breeds are really at risk for it. So if you have a Yorkshire Terrier, a Schnauzer or Shetland Sheepdog, please make sure to take extra caution of keeping macadamia nuts out of reach. The third thing you might have in your Easter basket, sugar-free gum, or sugar-free mints. And you have to read the instructions or the ingredients really carefully because some of these products can contain xylitol. Now, xylitol is a natural sweetener and in non-primate species, i.e. dogs, it's poisonous. It basically causes a severe life-threatening low blood sugar. Now, there is a toxic dose for xylitol too. I've talked about this in previous episodes of ER Vet, so definitely check that out. But the toxic dose is 0.1 grams per kilogram. So depending on how small your dog is, that could be one pack of sugar-free gum. And keep in mind, certain brands of gum have huge amounts of xylitol. Usually, in my experience, they're gums that are found in a hard container. So if you buy icebreakers or you buy juicy fruit chews, you buy anything that's in a hard container that's meant to be put into the uh, car, you know how there's that little hole for the drink holder. A lot of people put their gum there. If it comes in one of those hard plastic containers, those type of sugar-free gums oftentimes have huge amounts of xylitol, up to one to 1.4 grams per piece. So even one container of that could be super poisonous to even a big dog. So when in doubt, stop chewing sugar-free gum. I know it's good for you, but it's not safe to have if you own a dog. Thankfully, cats are not affected by xylitol at all. Last thing you might have in your Easter basket that might be edible, alcohol. Obviously, you shouldn't be giving this to children, but if you have chocolate that happens to have alcohol or liqueur inside, that's obviously going to pose another risk to your dog. Not only chocolate poisoning, but also alcohol poisoning. So do us all a favor, elevate the Easter basket, keep it out of reach, make sure your dog and rarely your cat can't get into it. The next danger I worry about, plastic Easter grass. Now, I know this isn't actually poisonous. It can wreak havoc if your dog or cat consume it. Now, honestly, this is more of a cat thing. So all you cat owners, I want you to pay attention. The reason why we become concerned about Easter grass is because it's long and strandy. I don't care about the plastic itself, but because it's long and strandy and your cat's so curious, they're going to munch on it just like it's grass. And unfortunately, because it's long and stringy, it causes something called the linear foreign body. 
and that can be three to $8,000 to fix surgically. Yep, you heard me right, several thousand dollars to fix it. And that's because it results in a life-threatening obstruction. What typically happens with long strandy or stringy material is it gets wrapped around the base of the tongue or stuck in the stomach. And as the gastrointestinal tract normally contracts, it actually anchors at one point and that long string saws through the intestines and it can actually rupture the intestines, resulting in a septic peritonitis. This is a huge, huge problem in cats. So this is one of the reasons why if you've ever heard me talk about holiday dangers, this is one of the reasons why we never use tinsel in any household with cats. And I'd say curious dogs too. So please, no plastic Easter grass at all. Your kids don't care if it's in there. Your pets definitely care. So keep that out of reach. We'll continue with this really important topic right after these messages from our sponsors. I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching. His paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing improvements and today 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog and he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio dot com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. We're talking about Easter poisons and what you need to keep away from your dog and cat. Again, for dog dangers, the biggest danger is going to be that chocolate in that Easter basket. You also want to make sure it doesn't have raisins, macadamia nuts, xylitol, or rarely alcohol. Remember, dogs' noses are so sensitive, they can smell out that chocolate anywhere. So you always want to make sure that your children are keeping the Easter basket hidden, out of reach, in a closet, or elevated. For you cat owners, please don't use plastic Easter grass. We talked about the dangers of that linear foreign body and the requirement for a really expensive emergency surgery. I see linear foreign body situations all the time at the ER vet, and I really want you to avoid that problem. So I always say anything stringy, you want to keep out of the house. The next poison I worry about during Easter time are plants. Now, I'm based out of St. Paul, Minnesota, and we're really, really cold right now. So as soon as we start to see any type of green, we become excited because we want to have lilies or spring bulbs that are blooming. And a lot of people will actually grow these as household plants. So we oftentimes will see these as daffodils or narcissus or hyacinth. Now, most of the time, in 90% of plants out there, they're just going to cause some mild gastrointestinal signs. Fancy way of saying 
vomiting, and maybe some diarrhea. However, the plant I hate the most during Easter time is the Easter lily. If you have a cat, please do not bring home Easter lilies. Why? Because certain lilies that are considered true lilies from the lilium or hemorrhagia species are deadly. Very few plants are deadly, but this is one of them for our cats. As little as two to three leaves or flower petals, even the water from the vase, even the pollen is poisonous to your cat. I hate lily poisoning because I end up seeing a bunch of cats hospitalized the weekend of Easter. So I really want you to pay special attention. Please keep these plants out of reach. Don't bring any plants home unless you are 100% positive they're not poisonous. So anything from the lilium or hemorrhagia species, again, really dangerous. It ends up causing a severe kidney failure or what we call acute kidney injury. So typically cats may vomit within a few hours of ingesting it and it can cause severe kidney failure within really 24 hours. You have to get to a vet right away if your cat got into lilies. If your cat vomits up part of the greens of a lily plant and you think, oh, that's probably all he ate. I didn't see him chewing on the plant. These plants are so dangerous. Sadly, the kitten that I gave my sister actually died of lily poisoning. He had been exposed because my sister's roommate actually got a bouquet from her boyfriend. They had no idea lilies were poisonous. And his kidney value shot up 20 times normal. He ended up dying of congestive heart failure. And so I never, ever bring fresh cut bouquet flowers into the house. I love to garden and I can recognize the majority of plants out there, at least the poisonous ones. And I'm going to tell you, this is the number one plant that florists often use in fresh bouquets. And that's because Easter lilies are beautiful. They have a huge, beautiful bloom. They smell good. Even the greens are used as part of the bouquet. So again, huge no-no. Please do not bring lilies into the house at all this weekend. Thankfully, with aggressive supportive care, and that means me inducing vomiting at the ER vet, me treating your cat with aggressive IV fluids for 48 hours, the prognosis is actually fair to good, but we have to treat them pretty aggressively. Otherwise, it results in potentially permanent kidney damage, and we want to avoid that. The fourth poison that I see a lot during Easter weekend are fertilizers and herbicides. People are excited. Spring is coming. And then they start gardening and doing yard work. Please always make sure to store any kind of chemical, any kind of fertilizer in the garage in a stored container. I actually like to keep my old kitty litter containers so I can store any kind of fertilizer or herbicide within that plastic sealed container. Really important that we make sure our cats or dogs can't chew into or puncture the bottle because some of these products can be really dangerous. Now, if you're using just a regular grass fertilizer, you may see some numbers on the front like 201010 or 331. Now, most of the time, that's not a big deal. That's just the amount of natural element in there. Typically, nitrogen, potassium, uh, sometimes there's some potash in there. Those themselves aren't going to be an issue, but there could be some insecticides or could be some herbicides that can pose more of a danger. So when in doubt, please keep that out of reach. Keep your dog or your cat inside if you're applying it outside until it's completely dried or if it's a pelleted form, making sure it rains and all that chemical is washed into the ground. I don't want your pets being exposed. Most of the time with fertilizers and herbicides, it just causes some vomiting and diarrhea, but there are some really dangerous ones out there. And these are usually insecticides in the family of carbamates 
or organophosphates. These are really dangerous drugs. These are actually chemicals that are similar to the same type of chemical warfare chemicals that are out there. So again, if it has an organophosphate or carbamate, those can be really dangerous. Now, obviously, I want to make sure you keep your pets safe during this Easter holiday. Please make sure to keep that chocolate out of reach. Make sure you're elevating that Easter basket so your dogs aren't getting into your children's Easter basket. Make sure before you get an Easter basket that you take out all that Easter grass, which poses a potential gastrointestinal emergency surgery at your ER vet. Please do not bring home any flowers this weekend, especially the Lilium or Hemerocallis species. These are really dangerous. Again, even the pollen or the water in the vase can cause kidney failure when a cat drinks it or is exposed to it. Remember to keep other random food items like grapes or raisins, xylitol, macadamia nuts out of reach. And again, if you're doing some spring gardening, keeping those herbicides, fertilizers, and insecticides out of reach. When in doubt, you always want to pet proof appropriately and you want to make sure that you pre-program your cell phone for your vet, your ER vet, and the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center so you have that life-saving information available just in case. Well, I hope you guys have a wonderful Easter weekend and again, keep your pets safe. That brings me to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook at Dr. Justine Lee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.